1: Ram.
0: september earth wind and fire 1978 and that's 44 years ago and that song uh climbed to as high as uh, number eight on the u.s billboard uh hot 100 and number three on the u.s on the uk uh singles chart uh bob Stoffert joining you along uh, with Brendan Escott. I am currently in a pitch black uh, Rogers place. They are doing uh, photo shooting with players on the ice as we speak, and the rest of the bowl, there's no lights on. There's uh, an orange hue for lighting purposes. Uh, Edmonton Oilers training camp opened today. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, it was literally telepathically, that you came up with a concept of this? Because I received two separate texts from people saying, hey, Stoff, why haven't you ever opened up with that song? And you came up with this all on your own. What are the chances of that happening? Well, pretty good when the opening line is, do you remember the 21st night of September? So it only seemed appropriate here on September 21st. So, uh, Tyler Hupka, the
1: one that uh, put you
0: T- on the Tyler Hupka and uh, Jack <laughs> Hookson both reached out and said, stop you got to you got to roll that song to open today's show. So, winners now, uh, it is brought Brian- you by. Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy IT and supplies. Digitex has been our title sponsor on the show for ten seasons. Uh, Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, uh, we're going to talk a lot about training camp. We're going to splice in several comments from Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. We might get to a couple of those early. Uh, Then we're going to take care of a little bit of business that happened yesterday. The Edmonton Oilers announced uh, their new Wall of Fame. The first two individuals to go up will be Ryan Smith and Lee Foglin. Edmonton's sporting icon, one of the most popular players in team history, Ryan Smith, hopefully will join us today at 12.15. I'll have a one-on-one conversation with Jack Campbell in the second hour of the show. Oh, it's a Tuesday. No, wait, it's a Wednesday. That's right. We have... A new world order taking place. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. He will join us at 12.35 today. Reminder Horse Racing Alberta presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. For more information, visit thehorses.com And again, lots of uh, lots coming up with orders. GM Ken Holland as well. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063 Ring in the new year with Trooper, December the 30th, and Big Sugar, December 31st. Tickets and more information at the River And you can text us on our Ashley Pine floors, text line 780-496-0063 get the new floors you've always wanted 143rd Street, 111th Avenue or head to AshleyPineFloors.com I'm available Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's show, Twitter account is at Oilers now. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no interest and no payments for a year, that's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling opening day of training camp the players going through what's known as a car wash, where they do a bunch of uh, media things, headshots, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and Ken Holland doing availability. We also might get to a clip uh, from Darnell Nurse or Vander Keane later in the show. Uh, and we're actually going to do the injury report right here, right now, for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results as we head. Into the audio vault for Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Here's Ken Holland providing us a bit of an update on a couple different fronts regarding Oilers players.
1: Cody Cece um, strained his hamstring last week skating, so he will be kept off the ice for the first three days of training camp, and then we'll see where he's at on uh I don't even know what day today is. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so probably start skating on Sunday. Slater, Kukuk, I talked to Rich Winter yesterday. He asked me, he emailed me, he asked me to uh, to read this on behalf of Slater. Um, Slater will be away from the team while he continues to work on his mental health. He will be working with the singular goal of returning to the Oilers in the best mindset and with the tools he will need to have a successful uh, return. And, and uh, obviously, from my perspective, mental health is a priority for my organization, and we fully support Slater in his, uh, in his recovery process.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
0: We'd be remiss without, uh, and I realized it was more of the story on Monday, but Jake Vertanen's PTO, today was the first day the media had an opportunity to uh, get some insight from Ken Holland. Let's get to that right now on Vertanen's PTO.
1: Well, first off, I guess the most important thing was he went, uh, you know, he's in a, you know, in the legal system and he went to a court of law and uh, a jury found him not guilty. You know, I, I met with Jake uh, one-on-one twice, uh, once in early August, once in late August, early September. He was in Kelowna. I was in Vernon, so I made a decision to offer him a pro tryout. And I think over here, over the next, uh, I think he told this to Daniel yesterday. Over the next two weeks, first off, I'm going to evaluate whether that he's from a from a um, hockey perspective, um, that he's somebody that we would have interest in signing to a, a contract. And then number two, if we do decide that um, to go in that direction, then I have to uh, weigh. The um, you know the other part of the you know obviously the I'm not even sure what the word is you know b- 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 what he did and and, and and do I want to go in that direction so basically I think you know number one is to give him a pro tryout he's 25 years of age um, I don't want to say maybe you know he was there was a situation there that wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't a good situation he was found not guilty. Um, so I decided to offer him a pro tryout, and we'll decide here over the next two or three weeks if we'll offer him a contract or not.
0: As Evans and Oilers' general manager, again, Jake Fertan has got to come in. He's got to earn a spot. He's getting an opportunity. Uh, we'll see how it all transpires. Now, one guy who made the most of his opportunity in Penticton, the most dominant performance probably, now again, 20-year-old, going against some 18- and 19-year-olds. In the past, it's been the Oilers' young stars, top-end picks at 18. Uh... You know, they uh, they will, uh, you know, they're a little bit younger, but the reality is Dylan Holloway had a tremendous rookie tournament in Penticton. Here's Oilers GM Ken Holland on the possibility or plausibility of Dylan Holloway with the Oilers this year.
1: You know, I would say to you that, that you know, we, we met Dylan yesterday, uh, Woody and I, and uh, Keith Gretzky and, and Tyler Wright, uh, just to kind of give him some feedback on what we thought and felt on uh, the Penticton tournament, his play, and also, you know, the expectations of what he's up against as we head into um, this this week. And I think that, um, you know, last year he was playing at a high level in the American League. I'd gone down and watched him. We were going to call him up, and they, actually the game that I was at, he got injured. He never really came back uh, for the rest of the regular season. So... Uh, um, good to see him playing, played real well in Penticton, but obviously we're going into preseason games and now the, the, the caliber goes up another level. You know, the first week, you know, you've probably got half, an Amer- half American League players, half NHL players. In the second week, the last two, three games, you have, you have um, mostly NHL rosters. So we'll see. I'd like to watch young players to see as you go along, as the competition gets, gets higher and higher, can they, can they go with the competition? So uh, we'll do that with Dylan.
0: All right, that is Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland. All right, uh, a left wing uh, with speed uh, and a guy that uh, a first round pick uh, and a guy making look uh, an impact. I don't know if our next guest would describe himself as the fastest guys, but he certainly was one of the most popular players in Oilers history. And uh, yesterday, he along with Lee Fogelin were announced as the the two first inductees to join the Oilers hockey Hall of Famers on. Uh, the Oilers' uh, Wall of Famous Selection Committee, which uh, yours truly is part of. Uh, without further ado, uh, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome uh, to the show, our orders now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. What do you mean it just might be? It is the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Three locations uh, to serve you. We welcome back to the show Oilers now hall of famer ryan smith Ryan, how does that sound
2: wow uh never thought that would ever occur but uh thank you i uh much appreciate it i couldn't uh couldn't be more honored to go in to the hall uh oilers hall of fame with lee foglin i mean what a what a guy uh he meant so much to the uh oilers uh, i know you know kevin Lowe talks highly of him, and you know, even when I was around uh, early on in my career, there he was—he was still around the city and. He still calls Edmonton home, and he's
0: just such a uh, class act. Uh, Yeah, I I mean Lee Lee was uh, you know a special guy, and uh, Wayne Gretzky, as you know, is on the selection committee, and uh, I I think that uh, you know nobody can equivocate just the importance of what Lee meant to that early '80s run uh, Edmonton Oilers. But I don't think there's a player that maybe resonates more with the overall fan base more than you do. I mean, I'm a I'm a little bit older than. You Ryan, but uh, for a lot of the listeners to the show right now, they didn't get, they didn't have the privilege of watching the Oilers of the '80s. Uh, Their their indoctrination into oil fandom came from the 2006 run of which you were a massive part of. Like I'm going to tell you right now, it was a slam dunk that you were going to be. you know, with Lee up on uh, you know the first installment of the Oilers Wall of Fame, Hall of Fame recipients, and 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 I know you've always felt that love from the Oilers fan base, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I said this yesterday in my uh, Zoom uh, conference that um, you know I, it felt like I knew every single fan, and and I so much appreciated it and still do to this day. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Oiler fans are the best uh, in in professional sports, in my opinion. And it's, you know, it's very humbling. But, uh, uh, you know, I thank the committee, obviously, to uh, recognize my name also. But uh, I know you're a part of it. So thank you, Bob. Um, But, yeah, overall, I just, you know, I'm just very moved and humbled by this. And uh, it's going to be a great night.
0: All right, well, uh, you know, were you born to be an Edmonton order
2: in many ways? Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up in Banff, I mean, it was either Calgary or Edmonton, and obviously the early 80s just showed that with Gretz and Mess and Cough and Pierre, and the list goes on. So, and, you know, all those guys just really inspired me. And I know Glenn Saylor was a huge part of it, too. He had a place in Banff, had a, did a hockey school, and um yeah just knowing that uh I got to meet some of those guys and then obviously uh I couldn't write a, a better story or a better book in regards to uh being a part of uh, such a, a a dynamic uh uh historical team in my opinion. You you mentioned Banff.
0: What what's the story? Did you get hit by what, was it somebody's bike or a car? I'm try, I'm trying to recall the story. What happened? <laughs> oh, geez. there?
2: Well, no, that was Glenn Glenn Anderson when when they were there for the Team Canada Cup series, um, they practiced there obviously slots with the GM or yeah I think he was the GM at the time and um I was a water boy because Barry Stafford and that's when he I, I was going to be a um, uh, caddy that day for, for Glenn and he's like yeah come on and then jumped in the car and. I was tying up my shoe, and he backed over me, and had to take me to the hospital instead of taking me, me caddying him for me, caddy, him for him. So it was, it was quite the adventure. Now it's all unfolded to, yeah, I ended up playing with him too, so it's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, well, I came back for that second tour of duty, right, right at the end of his career. So that was a little bit wild. Yep. We're joined by uh, Oilers Hall of Famer uh, Ryan Smith, and Ryan, I mean, uh, second all time in games played, fifth in goals seven in points. Uh, all the guys that are ahead of you in goals are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, the uh, the six guys that are ahead of you in points are either in the Hall of Fame or, in the case of Conor McDavid, will be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty – I mean, I, we know you bleed the colors. And, and so just before we get to the here now, I, I, I got to ask you, the, the 2006 run, which was so special for the city and so special for, you know, the guys, uh, you was know, talking about this with Cal Nichols, uh, the guys at the Edmonton Investors Group and, mm-hmm. and making it. To, was there a specific moment that you, you kind of, and I know you had a pretty big goal during that run, but was there a moment that you, you just sort of, when, when you think back and you think that was the definition of what our team was about? Or a highlight for
2: it? um, Yeah, I mean, there were so many great highlights along that journey. Um, Getting in, you know, with a couple games left uh, to to solidify eight seed, you know. But even prior to that, you talked about Cal Nicholson, Bruce Sal. These guys that saved the team, uh, and and I think there was eight or uh, or even more. uh, But they saved the team and just gave us that much more confidence in Bruce going into. Uh, year after year after year and then we built something very special and then um, you know being a part of that 6 run you know Pronger was around um, guys uh, it just felt right from the last half of that season to obviously running into playoffs we were firing all cylinders you know Pizzani was on fire scoring I think he ended up getting 16 goals I mean it was just even with our backs against the wall, 3-1 series, we lost not, I think if we would have had him, maybe it would have been a different outcome between him and Cam Ward. They were going back and forth. Uh, uh, I know that first well, all 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 playoffs, but um, it would have been a great duo to to, uh, to see that all transpire. But uh, one that really stands out to me is I think game six, we came back and we just was like, all right, we're going to do this, and you know, with the the added extra uh, fan support and and that loud, energetic noise at uh, Rexall at that time, and, um, it just gave us that much more oomph. And uh, I mean, we handily beat them four nothing, and then we go into Game Seven, and maybe it was like, oh, we got this, you know. Maybe it was too overconfident. I I don't think that was the case. I just, you know, it's, it's a game in inches, of Ryan. Inches. Right, like yes, it's a, it is, so. like, like the Torres net yeah.
0: drive, right, and then the rebound that kicks back in front, and Pisani gets. I mean, it's a two-two game, right? I mean, that's, yeah. and it went seven. I mean, it was a, it was an awesome run. I, I nothing but empathy yeah. for for you guys. I I will tell you that as a media member, that the toughest thing for me, we were down. Remember that wind tunnel down there in Carolina. And seeing like Rem Murray and Todd Harvey walk past me and they were yep. crying, and I was like, oh. It's like I needed a stiff drink or seven that night afterwards, and believe me, I got all seven in. But, like, you know, and I can't imagine what it was like for you guys, but the reality is you guys played great. It was an awesome run just to get
2: there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, and and, and you reflect on, on players like that and that they knew that maybe weren't going to be ever to play the game again, you know, or what their status was. You know, there was a few guys that, that were going to hang them up, and, uh, um, you know, to give everything they had and, and fall short—it's a—it's an empty feeling. But uh, you know, we were—we were very proud of uh, what we did and accomplished. You know, midway through the through the year, and and like I said, getting in on eighth seed, and you know, MACT and the coaching staff did an excellent job, and just the structure and staying staying with it game by game. Didn't matter if we lost one. Or we won one. We tried to see even kill. And it was a very good uh, process that we took. And, uh, you know, all to, to uh, um, Mac T and Charlie Hardy and Billy Moores, just, just keeping us there and just allowing us to you know, not get too far ahead of ourselves or not too far behind. But, um it, It was a culture, and it was a great uh, group of guys that uh, wanted to battle for
0: one another. All right. Uh, Into the here and now. The Edmonton Oilers last year went three rounds. You also played, uh, spent some time with the Colorado Avalanche organization, uh, and for that matter, the LA Kings, so the Oilers vanquished Ryan in round one. It's a special time. There's great expectation uh, in terms of the fan base, but the reality is, as you know, the players are going to have the greatest level of expectation. Maybe share with uh, the listeners your excitement of what the Oilers might be able to accomplish this year.
2: Yeah, um, they did an excellent job last year. They, they, uh, they you know, they gave it the everything they got. And I mean, Settle was uh, playing through uh, injuries, which playoff time a lot of players do. Um, they've got some huge expectations. I know within themselves they want to. Um, you know, go out and deliver, and 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 make some headway here. And headway is the next round. And that next round is that opportunity of winning. And uh, it's it, it's not one or two guys. That well, obviously there is those two one or two guys, but it's it's a collective. It's your your, your third and fourth lines. It's secondary scoring. It's you know, getting goaltending at the, at the key time, you know, your, your, your unsung hero of, as far as the defenseman standing up and uh, whether it's blocking a shot or scoring a big goal, those type of things make a difference. And, and I see that uh, part of this culture. I know when they came through Nashville, I didn't run into you when you were here last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I just saw, like, they were they were focused at that point. And and I remember my son Alex said to me, he "Goes, dad, like they didn't really say say hi." And I said, "They're focused, but like they're they're they lost. I think they lost in Dallas five nothing or five one, and they came back the, the next day and just you know took care of business in in Nashville. But uh, uh, from, like it's things like that throughout the year that they progressively get better, and obviously." They fell short to, uh, which was the Stanley Cup champions, uh, Colorado Avalanche. But um, you know, tip your hat to them, and hopefully that's that's a sign for the Oilers. Now, hey, this is what we got to do. We got to take care of business. We got to get to that level.
0: Uh, Hey, great stuff, Ryan. We appreciate the time. Looking forward. We'll have you on on November third when you're rolling to town. Okay. Sounds scared. all right, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Oilers Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer Ryan Smith, our Oilers now headliner today. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock W I L H A U K today. We will head off to a Global News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Uh, I gotta go get Mark Spector. He is coming up next when we return on Oilers Now.